Voice of America, Washington, D.C., signing on. It is 2100 Eastern Time. You know what that means. Of course, it is Thursday, and we are live on the air. Radio Contra's live show coming at you from the Green Dragon Tavern, the virtual bar room on the air. It's very good to be with all of you. Of course, we had a three week hiatus. Um, was it two weeks? No, it was three weeks. Totally it was three weeks. Uh, but we we had a little bit of a hiatus because, of course, as you all know, longtime listeners know, uh, no, it was not renditioned. I had other podcasts that got kicked out. Um, you know, and, and those of you that follow me on Twitter and and uh check in with American Partisan and so on and so forth, um, had a lot of training going on. Uh, we had Kay down here from Combat Studies Group to teach a series of really awesome courses, Gunfighter Concepts, uh, Hard Target Traveler, which was a great course. I had a heck of a lot of fun uh, watching the students roll around uh, in doing the grass drills and, and some of the anti-kidnapping stuff. It was a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, dusted off some, some memories for me as well. But... Uh, <laughs> we had uh, so much fun ground rod, uh, running ground rod one and ground rod two. And it was an absolute packed house for that. A lot of great people. I made a cameo appearance on Chris Weatherman's live. That's angry American himself over on angry American nation. Um, he had some guy on, I don't know who he was. But, uh, you know, hey, and, and uh, me and Chris, you know, we, it, of course, it was, uh, keep it, keep this one a secret, everybody. But it was Angry American's birthday while he was out for the ground rod course. So one of those nights we celebrated pretty damn hard. And uh, we, we just had a heck of a good time. Uh, we got into a little bit of banana moonshine, uh, just a wee little bit. And maybe we took a tour of Scotland that night too. And, uh, we, you know, we wrapped up in Germany with some good Oktoberfest beers, but, uh, man, I know I was feeling it the next day. It was, that was a little rough, but we were having a great time. Uh, and everybody else was too. It, it was, there was so much learning that was happening. It was so much fun. that was happening. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, if, if you were in that class, you knew, uh, that environment was just, uh, man, it was something. Survived a tropical storm together. 
which was wild, you know, uh, Ophelia or whatever it was called, just, you know, kind of barrels up the coast, came up out of nowhere, dumped a bunch of rain on us. Hey, whatever. Um, you know, it was all good. People were still learning gray stuff. Of course, we were indoors for the ground rock courses. We were having so much fun, man. So much fun. And I'm telling you, if you haven't experienced the the awesomeness that is the gorilla camp coming up for class you know we work hard we play hard and uh man i'm telling you it it is but it was it was just like i was, I was sharing with uh, one of the students who's come up for many many classes he'll be coming up again uh thank god he's he's going to be coming back for the scout course and the recce course it's always great great time to break bread with this gentleman uh he's a retired senior non-commissioned officer and uh so much wisdom in and getting to talk to him but you know we were talking about it and said uh you know this this what we have here is all our favorite times in the army and none of the crummy ones you know, none of those 2 a.m. wake up calls. Hey, Sergeant, you know where your soldier is? Well, I bet you're fixing to tell me. Uh, bet I got to go get him out of jail. You know, this is this is staff duty. You got to go get him out of jail. Like, you know, none of that stuff. Uh, you ain't got to deal with none of that. But that team atmosphere, you know, what we have, what we have together, what we build, uh, the family of it all. And I'm, I'm telling you, it, it is it, it's it's really, really something special when you get uh, 15, 20, 25 people together that are organized for a purpose. They're there to train. Right. And then you get to break bread with them after hours and you get to you get to share, you know, that awesome time together. And uh, boy, it's it's it is something special. I'm telling you, we don't get to do that enough in our day-to-day lives. We don't, you know, we, we're, we're so busy with the internet and with, uh, you know, social media, which has really got this terrible isolation effect on us that we don't get to do those kinds of things. Um, you know, we, we don't, we don't have that interpersonal interaction that generations in the past had. And I really think that it's, it's a big detriment on our society because of that. Um, you know, but, but we will return uh, we'll return to all that. Of course, that's 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 another conversation for maybe another day, or maybe we'll dive in it tonight. You know, you never know, right? You never know. You never quite know where the evening is going to take us. Of course, tonight we're going to be talking about the border invasion bonanza, uh, the border invasion that is going on. It's got absolutely no signs of letting up. Not going to let up. Of course, we have one political party in America that's actively cheering this on. Um, you know, they, they've been the party of, of erasing borders for a long time. We've got another political party that is completely hamstrung about doing anything at all about it. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of chuckle to myself about this because they're, they're the Republican Party seems to be hell bent on its own irrelevancy. Um, they don't really seem to be interested in doing much of anything. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about that tonight. Of course, I looked at the uh, couple of clips from the quote unquote debate and I said it earlier today on a podcast. I'm going to say it again. None of the people on that stage are, are going to be president and probably will ever be president. So nothing they have to say is of any relevance to me. Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to waste any of my time. Uh, entertaining anything that they have to say. And yes, that includes Ron DeSantis. All right. Do I like Ron as a person? Yeah. Do I think that he's done great things as, as the governor of Florida? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, take it on the left. But 
the man's not going to be president. Um, that's not going to happen. And and I I would have entertained you know the the fact that he had a fighting chance if he had at least read the room and said you know hey Trump's not a bad guy um, you know but instead he he wanted to play tough and whatever political games are going on behind the scenes I don't know um, you know because we're all outside of that world you know they're they're living in one world we're living in another we're down at the street level we're not privy to that stuff. But I can tell you that, you know, there's definitely a game that's being played there. And he could have positioned himself right to be into the next stepping stone. He didn't do any of that. Uh, and instead, he, he was kind of catering to the wing of the Republican Party that willingly gave away the 2020 election. Okay, they gave it away. These are the people that stood behind Mitch McConnell when he said, well, the election didn't go the way we wanted it to, but this, this, this house got to play. Uh, so, no. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, period. You know, and again, I like the guy. I, I really don't get all the infighting that's out there. I totally get calling out the MAGA grifters and, and all that. Dude, I'm right there with you. Uh, it, you know, right there with you on all that. And is that blind praise of Trump? No. Nah, not at all. Uh, not at all. I, I think that on one hand, he did a lot of good stuff, uh, tried to at least. I think the best thing that he did was get the conversation started about identifying the real root of the problem, which no Republican prior to him had, had really seemed to be interested in doing. So this is this this is a big takeaway here. Okay, this is a big takeaway. But he failed in, in a lot of other things. And I think his, his biggest failure was... Uh, aside from stepping up to the banks of the Rubicon and not crossing it, uh, which, which was a, a major problem, you know, hey, that's, I'm telling you, that that needed to happen, okay, but it didn't happen. But his biggest mistake was listening to some of the worst voices in the room as far as staff picks, and he didn't just, like, pull these people out of a hat. Uh, a lot of people criticize him for the uh, the the people that he put into to, uh, various offices. And, hey, I'm right there with you again. You know, uh, Christopher Ray, perfect example. Mark Milley, perfect example. You know, Mark Milley will never cease to draw a mountain of heat from me. Uh, I lost friends. You know, I, I lost men around me because uh, that, that I feel were in vain because of the actions that, Mark Milley and his ilk took. Uh, I, I will never, ever, ever forgive them for that. Never. Uh, never. But that being said, um, you know, he, he picked from, he drew from the pool of people that he had, all right, that he was being given. So when you had that quote unquote deep state, uh, state that was recommending their own you know, I think he was, he was a little misguided and all that. But again, that's Monday morning quarterback and stuff. It's irrelevant now. That's over. That's done with. And now we have to identify what the problem is and we have to move forward. Right. And so this border invasion, we're going to be talking about the border invasion that has no signs of letting up. We have, uh, you know, is, is completely out of control. And I do not think I do not think that the United States, as it stands today, is going to survive this. Uh, I I just don't see it. You know, you, you have too many people that are coming in from places that are 
hostile, openly hostile to the United States, I really don't see us making it. Um, but, you know, hey, again, that's why you do what you do. That's why I do what I do. You know, this this is not necessarily just for entertainment purposes. I'm, you know, in, in preparedness, training, all this stuff is not a hobby to me. Um, this is this is all serious. Right. So, of course, we we're going to be talking about the uh, drunken loser wine moms that are border state governors. Uh, we're going to be talking about them. We're going to be talking about this drama surrounding Katie Hobbs and uh, who, who is certainly in that camp of these drunken losers, uh, these wine moms that boy, she she really uh, she she's really a scumbag in a, in a lot of ways. But, man. Um, there's some suspect things that are happening in Arizona right now. We're going to be diving into that, getting, uh, the takes from my, my fellow patrons in here on that. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of clowning on the Republicans, especially, uh, uh, Donald Duck, Chris Christie. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck that was all about, where that came from, but we're going to be talking about that one too. And, uh, you know, if, if you saw anything of, of note from this Republican farce, quote unquote, from, uh, from, uh, folks news, uh, but anyway, it's, it's a whole lot of clown and going to be a good show tonight. And then of course, whatever else we feel like talking about, whatever rabbit hole we end up going down. Uh, so first on the list, a guy who, when I texted him a little over an hour ago and said, Hey man, you know, we're doing the live tonight. We're going to be there. He goes, yeah, I'm sitting in a dark room with a fifth of vodka and a knife, a K bar, and I'm sharpening it. Because I'm waiting. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Joe Dolio, tacticalwisdom.com. What's up, brother? Uh, it was a bayonet, not a knife, but yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> no, nah, just, just sitting here sipping a little Gaisson French vodka. I told uh, you it was vodka. I told all y'all it was vodka. Yeah, yeah. It's about uh, 32 degrees. And uh, we're going to try it. It's a little thick. That's the best way to have vodka. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that we're going to talk about uh, that southern border because a lot of folks don't realize, but last month, Marine Corps Installations West ran a drill where the military police practiced defending Camp Pendleton, 29 Palms, Miramar, El, El Toro, all these places from ground mm -hmm. attack because they anticipate the potential for a ground attack during a conflict with China. And guess where those people are coming from? It's going to be the southern border. And I know that just last weekend, uh, Fort Riley ran a test where they ran without power all weekend, without grid power, to see how well they could function. Boy, if the U.S. military is running these things at a, at a, at a breakneck pace, you might want to consider it yourself. Yeah, dude. 100%. That That's... Man, the ground attack scenario. I mean, they're they're not doing that for no reason, right? Somebody Absolutely. somewhere, somebody is saying, "Hey, you know, we might have fucked up here." You know, I, I, I have a hard time believing that everyone. I know that the Pentagon's full of a bunch of dumbass yes men. Like you know, we both know that. Everybody, yeah. knows. if if you don't know that, then then you're an idiot. But uh, 
you know, talking about the, you know, anybody out there that might be listening to this. Uh, but I'm pretty sure everybody that's listening to this show is, is already read on to that reality. Um, you know, the same people that were kissing and hugging on Malice Mark Millie as he was walking out the office today. Oh, I, I want to say, man, all these general officers or whoever the fuck they were standing out there with, with no covers on. I mean, really? We're back. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. That's, that, that's ludicrous. I, I mean, I saw that and I was just like, where, what? <laughs> Man. Yeah, I think that one of the things that might have flipped the Marine Corps out is when they caught two Chinese spies literally inside the wire. Uh, yeah. Might have been like, hey, maybe we should have a plan for this. <laughs> like, uh, you know, man, that's a. Well, see, like some guy was commenting at me, uh, you know, before I came on the air, I was, I was taking a gander at, at Twitter, seeing what the septic tank had to say. And <laughs> right. uh, there was some guy that was on there that was like, but the, all the Chinese have to do is put people here on work visas and they don't have to. Like, hey, dumbass, those those are not the guys that you expect to be bullet sponges. You fucking right. dumb like, are you right. are you that fucking stupid? These they, that's not a surplus population. That's skilled labor. That's the guys they're gonna use to rebuild the shit they break. Like this, I mean, dude, you, you know, you don't you don't use infantrymen as freaking civil affairs and, and engineers and stuff. They're there to break stuff, and it, you know, like the end of the day, that's the reason that that in the infantry, I hate to say this because you know, as as eleven Bravo. But man, the you know the, the intelligence quota uh, of, for for enlistment is not very high, you know, across the, the army and, and the marine corps. You ain't got to be that smart to be an infantryman. You got to be smart to make it in the infantry, but uh, you know to go anywhere with it. But but to just be a you know lower enlisted uh, a rifleman, nah. You know, it's it's you ain't you ain't gotta be that smart. So, nah, they they're not sending. And uh, I was having a conversation. A podcast is going to go up tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning, with uh, Knightsbridge Research. We we cut that one earlier today, and uh, he brought up a very good point about the number of workers that the Chinese have brought in in all of South America, like every, every contract that they have to put in ports or, you know, national infrastructure, like in Argentina, for example, or Brazil, where they have a lot of these contracts, they have an agreement to bring in a certain number of workers. And that, that is where a lot of these guys are coming from. And, and he had some pretty eye opening things to say about that that a lot of these guys that are being shoved off elsewhere have done their compulsory service time in the military and they're, they're basically surplus population. So China is just sending them wherever, you know, and, and Hey, you know, you're, you're going to go here. Basically the same strategy that, that we did, uh, not we, but you know, Europe, for example, did, you know, w- with colonies, you know, Hey, you're, you're going over here. This, this is where you're going to China's go. like, hey, um, that colonization and, thing worked out pretty well for all of them. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah. 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 And, and, and so now they've got a follow on mission, you know, the follow on mission, move north. This, this is what you're going to do. A lot of them have military training. I mean, you know, China has in part a compulsory service. 
So they have some sort of military indoctrine training. Um, you know, hey, it's it's they're all unmarried. They don't have families to go back home to. Ain't looking too good to me. You know, it's it's a very scary scenario that I think a lot of people don't want to take a hard look at. You know, but but it's a real one. If I was going to invade the United States, that's how I'd do it. Um, you know, and and rot them from within. I mean, how do how do you bring down a, a giant hundred year old oak when you don't have a saw? You know, you you let it rot from within, and it's eventually going to fall. You know, and, and that's I think that's they're expediting that process right now. Uh, so anyway, let me uh, we're, we're going to be talking about this is going to be a fun episode. I can already tell. Let me move down the list here. Madman Actual, brother. It's been a minute since we've talked. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. Yeah, it's been a busy uh, <laughs> however long it's been. And uh, it's been, it's been about what, like three weeks. Could have been fucking four months. I don't know. It's been a minute. It wasn't four months. No, it hasn't been that long. It, it feels wasn't. like it, though. It wasn't four months. Four months, four weeks. Same shit. Same shit. Same shit. Yeah. Different. Oh, man. Um, you sounded like an old man over there. I'm feeling like an old man, man. Man. It's actually these Yangling black and tans that got me feeling a little old right this second. Oh. But I feel like if I have just one more, I might feel a little younger. Yeah, dude, you need to be living that Yangling Oktoberfest life. Man, I saw those, and I got their porter and the black and tans. I'm going to go back and get that Oktoberfest. It looked tasty, but I already had the two cases in my hand. I was like, man. Dude, the black and tan that. is... The black and tan is never a bad option. Never. Like, no, the porter's not bad either. either. The porter is great. The yeah. porter is great. But I'm telling you, that Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest. Yingling Oktoberfest is second only to Yingling Hershey's Porter. Oh, that Hershey's Porter was ridiculous. That is That is an incredible beer. It was like, like a right chocolate right. milkshake, but it was a beer. It's, I mean, it dude, was good. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <sighs> as I as I yeah. sit here sipping a, a Dulce Keys. Dulce Keys? Ah, man, I love Dulce Keys. You better work on that accent, man. You got to blend in soon. Dude, nah, <laughs> you, they ain't no blending in for me, man. <laughs> nah, me neither. I'm way too tall and way too pale. Is what it is, man. Is what it is. I ain't, I ain't too worried about it. <laughs> Just, you know, like, I ain't too worried about it, man. It's all good. They'll be calling me the white death. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to yeah. start tagging El Blanco all over the place. El Blanco. Our, our Chechen connection. <laughs> That's right, the Chechen connection, dog. They're gonna be like, man, leave that fool alone. Blue eyed devil over there. Yeah, gringo is loco, man. He's fucking crazy, man. Leave him alone. Dude was romping around in the woods in, in a pair of Piruku hand tool 
boots, man. What a, just capping guys. It was it was the damnedest thing we ever saw. Guy was be like the the beginning of Tombstone, man. <laughs> like I don't know what he's saying. Something is crazy. <laughs> uh, like dude, dude. Speaking of crazy. Going down the list here, Mr. Johnny Patrick. Oh, it's been a minute since I've talked to you. Uh, it has been a minute since I've spoken to the Chechen or uh, the Spanish translation, El Chinchilla. Yeah. El Chinchilla. True. Chinchilla like the animal. It's true. Chinchilla it's true. fur. It's, it's, <laughs> does that mean I have silky fur? Like. Uh, Mm, no, it's a low down in the in the in the in the dust. That's what she said. You take a dust bath. Oh, okay. It's a dust bath. You gotta you gotta sugar dust. cookie your uniform. You know, it's it's a it's a little season and spice makes everything nice kind of thing. <laughs> it's it's a sniper's reference. You know, it's, it's yeah yeah. It's Viperhood stuff that people, most people wouldn't understand. They it's, wouldn't understand. I know. My Cobra Hood, my ghillie does not smell or feel like chinchilla fur. I'm just telling you. <laughs> no. I'm just I like you. when you eat like a bacon, egg, and cheese and you get like the, the butter all over your equipment and you're like, no, I'll just power wash that in like nine months. It's not a big deal. You, know? you just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, the ants like it. It it, it yeah. helps you blend in, <laughs> dude. <clears throat> man, yeah, that was. Oh, oh, I've got. Oh, I don't know if I should tell that story. I had some, I had some nasty stuff on uh, my IBA on my my first deployment. That just didn't. It just never came off, man. And I don't even know what became of that IBA. Like where it went. It just like it magically disappeared one day. Like I no huh. longer had it anymore. Cause it Such was a mystery. Yeah, it was. It was woodland. Like, like oh, you well, you wouldn't want to keep one of those anyway. I mean, night. Nah, like, it just went away one day. It was like we didn't have it anymore. It was like, interesting. Oh. Interesting. It was like, man, it, it was that was a weird time where like we we were in ACUs, but all our gear was still like woodland camo. It was, uh, you know, it was weird. Peak aesthetic, I think, from GWAT, in my opinion, is the, the desert BDU ACU mix. I, I thought it looked good. Yeah, we were wearing DCUs in Afghanistan. We're wearing DCUs. We're rocking DCU. And um, that that's another story. That's another story. We gotta move down this list though. We we man, gonna be this is gonna be an episode. It's gonna be this one. This one might be the one that gets us kicked off the air. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, yeah, it don't matter. They do it. Hey, they they move one way. We move like water. They go one way. We go another. Right. Next down the list, Magmatic. What's up, brother? What's going on? Some some mm -hmm. interesting shit has been happening apparently. Yeah, a little bit. I'm so disconnected from politics. I didn't even know there was a debate until today when I woke up and I saw the the recent Krisky short on youtube and i was like oh there was a debate <laughs> whoops <laughs> neither did anybody else dude nobody else <laughs> like i saw it this morning i was it was like oh they they had a debate oh 
about what? Like, <laughs> what did they debate about? You know, then I, I saw I saw the one. It's like, you know, I get up every morning at five. And so I'm, I'm sitting there. It's like 520 sipping my coffee, doom scrolling. See, you know, whatever, whatever it is that happens since the, you know, the last <laughs> thing that I remember, you know, and I shut my eyes and, you know, like Chris Christie talking about Donald Duck. And I'm like, uh, the fuck is this? I wish I wish Patriot Man was here because he would really appreciate this reference. But Chris Christie like just looks like your average Knights of Columbus member, <laughs> like with the pants like above the belly button. Oh, and like the the stomach that like sticks out that far. Like that's just like they had a union job their whole life, and like they just smell of like pastrami <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh God, he's he's going he <laughs> your ass, dude. He I'm not saying Joe. I'm not saying Patriot right. Man looks like that at all. He just would get the reference. He's like seen enough of these people. I know to, I to know, get man. the. He's... <laughs> all my Knights of Columbus homies are in great shape. <laughs> Maybe up he... in Jersey, that's what how they are. <laughs> so, dude. Well, he, I, I just texted him. He, he's going to be here. He's going to be here in a minute. <laughs> but, uh, I, it, nah, we, we definitely got to think because he, he's got a lot to say about Chris Christie. And he, I, I he, bet he does. He clowns on that guy a lot. I mean, Chris Christie, Chris Christie looks like he ate all the food in New Jersey. Like all the food. <laughs> he, New Jersey, New Jersey has some of the best food in the world, man. Like, like seriously. When uh when I the, the last class I did in New Jersey, I did like three or four classes up there. And the last class that I did up there, they took me to to this Italian place. And I mean, this place, they had fried calamari. Oh. They had like like everything. Everything you could think of. They had yeah. like the fried calamari. And uh the guy that took us there, he knew the owner. And so the owner just keeps bringing out all this food, man. It's like holy shit, dude! Like this is this is this is great, man. Uh, all this stuff, but um, dude, you just can't you can't eat like that, you know, oh, man. Yeah. You, you, you can't. And, and I mean, Chris Christie. The funniest thing I ever heard Chris Christie say was like he he was the secretary of something for Trump. I don't remember what it was. He but he did something in Trump's cabinet for a little while, for like a little while. And um, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, I, I just remember there was this interview with him, and uh, he was doing a presser or something. But they there was there was some media people that were interviewing him. He was on the podium. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I just got done working out, and uh, then I saw this on the TV, and it's like, come on, man, come on, man, like, dude, <laughs> real, like." Part of your story is a little sus, bro. Just, you know, I don't, I don't know. You, you, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like the, the the private that always lies about going to the gym. And, like, you see him getting bigger, but not in, like, a good way. Yeah. like mm, Constantly on BCP. Like, uh, <laughs> come on now. 
Nah, I don't think so, dog. This story is a little sus, man. You know what I look forward to? <clears throat> when Risky Crisky roasts Chris Christie on Twitter. <laughs> that shit, I wake up and look forward to seeing him just trashing his dumpy ass appearance, dude. And I don't know where Risky Crisky is getting these let's roast Chris Crisky photos from i assume they're all from google but damn Shit's those crazy. are some unflattering photos bro risky where are you getting where are you getting <laughs> chris christie is a fat bro. fucking slob i saw chris christie <laughs> get kicked out of a ryan steakhouse one time in danville virginia and he is a beast <laughs> the rumor on the street is that his fat upper penis area his fupa weighs upwards of 36 pounds have you seen him in a baseball outfit I'm telling you right now. I'm dead. I am said dead. Donald Trump has no has no control over himself. Have you seen that man's <laughs> fucking waist and stomach area? He has a nice rack. His tits are go uh, uh, fucking gorgeous. Like <laughs> hairy, but you said, you said, hey, that's an OG comment about Danville right there, bro. When you say you got, you got a Ryan's in Danville, Ryan's ain't been open in Danville in like 20 years, bro. <laughs> He's, he's the reason they closed down. They, they fucking it, man. and they were like, "Nah, not you." Chris Christie is the most disgusting fat slob I've ever seen in my entire life. He's disgusting, and he thinks that going on TV and making fun of the Orange Man is going to do anything except get us the best jokes and comebacks from said orange man i can't wait because he he wasn't even there for the whole debate wait until this guy comes out making fun of chris christie i'm excited i'm jazzed up tonight i've been drinking wine i don't care oh god oh god christy is wine drunk tonight this is gonna be this is gonna be great this is gonna be good Right. I just announced my death on Twitter. I was killed by Risky Crisky. <laughs> <laughs> this is even better than the last episode talking about Simple Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Simple Jack. <laughs> oh, no, man. Patriot man being like... I might be a simple boy, but... <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy, man. Nah, but I mean, like, Chris Christie, Chris Christie looks like New Jersey personified. Just like, oh, oh, no. You know, like, just like, oh, him, between him and Joey Diaz. But see, like, you expect that out of Joey Diaz. And you, you know, you hear Joey Diaz, you're like, ah, oh, man, he can pull it off. He can pull it off. Somebody like Chris Christie, though? Nah. Chris Christie's nah. the only guy I've ever heard of to get gastric bypass surgery and get fat. <laughs> <laughs> How many chicken parm subs a day does that fat ass eat? I'm sick of it. And he wants to sit there and tell us about politics and stuff? Get off the stage. Take a jog. Make a lap around the building. <laughs> oh man! Give me the so a defect of whoa, what, do, what do his it's ankles oh look god. like? Oh my god, <laughs> dude! In in the unit that Chris and I were in, 
If you got if you if you look if you had a little gut hanging over you, the front of your uniform, you would get ridiculed <clears throat> relentlessly in our unit. And they would make you run a lap around battalion and you had to go check in and be like, I'm a fat fuck. And they'd be like, you do look like a fat fuck. And then you'd have to run back to the battalion. Just, <clears throat> oh, man, they'd fucking work you to death if you look like you were out of shape. You know, the comment oh, made man. earlier about the private that would go would just get fatter at the gym. That actually, not that that was me, but I had, it reminded me of a good story. <laughs> we would go to the gym sometimes do two-a-days. And I wasn't really feeling that. Um, <laughs> so I would just, you know, E4 Mafia type. I'd disappear in the gym for a little while. And then I'd hit up the sink on my way out and splash myself with some water. And I'm sweaty. I got to go now. Time to go back to the barracks and start drinking. Ah, uh, see, that's the, see, that's, that's that, that's that E4 Mafia eternal slacker coming out right there. See, if you were, we could still, I still ran a 1032 mile, so I was good to go. I'm not feeling the two a day. So. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying if, if you were a well-seasoned NCO, you'd know to hit up the, the sauna. Yeah, that's a good one. Sauna. Yeah. Yeah, boy. That's the pro move. <clears throat> that's that pro move. Nobody's in the sauna. Can sauna. you? I didn't even think of that. That's perfect. You're just. Yeah. You guys are in the yeah. sauna. MC yeah. risky. Yeah. That's why. No, you can. That's yeah. why you I'm gonna start using the sauna. You can knock out like 25 right. dips. Get a pump on and hit the sauna. It looks like you've been in there an hour. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, do you want a sauna? I'm gonna tell yeah, my I mean, brother. That he I, I love saunas. Anyway. Is... <laughs> in He's there. an E4 now, so we'll hook him up. Bro, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, man, you, you get a real nasty hangover. Like you, you've been drinking some rock good shit. Like, like you know, drinking vodka with with Joe Dolio or something like that. that... You, know, you wake up that morning, you feel like death. You're just like, oh god. You wake up, you're still drunk, but not in a good way. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, no, no, you're shit. not like. Bro. When you wake up still a little tipsy, that's all right. It's when you wake up and you are just as drunk as when you went to bed. That's not yeah. good. I've done that that's as that that's a firefighter. Time, and you want to talk about, no, that's the worst. You're getting up and having to do one of those uh, agility courses the next day and go up the tower and come down. I threw up in my mouth. And I see, I'm always pissed when I'm drinking wine. Like I, to, to put me to the point where I drink wine, I'm getting riled up. That's why I'm Chris Christie. It's funny, you, you know, I showed up late. He pissed me yeah, off today, too. That's why I'm here. Back to Chris Christie. <laughs> I'm back in rookie. Everything circles back to Chris Christie. Have you seen the size of that man? That guy couldn't. Um, <laughs> he has a, I guarantee you his waist is in the 48 or above. At least probably 50 something. It's outrageous. Uh, I threw up freaking oh, wine in my mask doing that combat challenge one morning. And yeah. you want to talk yeah. about just <clears throat> pure adrenaline. Fastest time I've ever had on it. Just oh. throwing up wine in my mouth, blacked out. Only other guys oh, there God. that would do it, they were all military vets. They were all Marines. We yeah. would go drink, and, and our times would get better. It was insane. Yeah. Nobody else could do it, though. So it's just, you know, par for dude, the course. That's, that's the worst. Like, when you, dude, when you're going on a run, like a long run, or you're doing, doing, you know, like, like uh, the beat test. Have y'all ever done that? Any of y'all ever done that? The, the beat test, the SAS beat test, where like you, you're running intervals and it, you have like shorter and shorter times to get between the intervals. 
And it, it like it starts off real, real casual, but then it like it picks up with this intensity. Have any of y'all done that? That sounds familiar, actually. I did the. Uh, it got is it like popular. like an Indian run. No, 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 no. It's not like it. the Indian run is is just you know like you, guy you, in the back you, sprints you up. You sprint up to the front, and then you know you each each man just sprints up to the front of the formation. <clears throat> no, no, no. This is um, you have two cones. And you put them like 50 meters apart or whatever. And you start off like like a real, like like not even an airborne shuffle between the two. And and each interval, like it picks up and you have levels that you have to hit. And um, it's, it's like it gets pretty intense, man. But I puked real bad on that one. And uh, we, we were doing it. We're doing it just to do it. I forgot, you know, what what the circumstances were, but it, it got real popular with some of our guys. And uh, we were doing it just to do it, man. I puked real bad in my mouth, and it was just like, I freaking swallowed it back down. Oh, oh, the worst. Like I should have let it out, but I didn't want. I didn't. I didn't want to let nobody know. You know, like sometimes you get paranoid about that. Like you, you don't. You don't want to let nobody know that you're puking while you're doing PT, because that's like that's no no. Man, I held no. it in for a PT test one time. Oh. I was bugging. I was trying. Oh. Like, they told me they were like, "If you don't run faster than fourteen minute two mile, you fat fuck, you're not going on this deployment." I was like, "Fuck me!" All right, fine. Mm-hmm. Man, I crossed that finish line at like thirteen fifty something, and as soon as I crossed that finish line, it came flying up. And my first sergeant, he looked at me. He's like, "You nasty motherfucker!" <laughs> I was like, "Stop! I'm sorry." Blah. <laughs> yeah he's like well you made it congratulations mm. yeah, it happens man it is Damn, embarrassing for for everybody though the best was going on to the bird and putting on the o2 mask and flipping it to 100 percent oxygen when you were like really really hung over and just breathe it in for like 10 15 minutes Ooh. no this is that goes that back was, to what i was saying was about the same about the uh fire challenge because you have a mask on, but it's not like you have to inhale and, and and like try to get oxygen for it to give it to you. You couldn't crack a bypass and let it flow freely. So once you're exerting yourself, it's sort of suffocating you by a small percentage <clears throat> on top of you having low VO2 max because you're, or excuse me, like uh, you're maxing that out because you're under strenuous activity and just with the booze in your system, it's it's uh it's interesting to say the least. Oh yeah, oh, I bet, dude. It's like it's like you you're not quite getting that high, but like you're not quite sure where you are. That when you're like, man, I don't, I don't even know, man. You know what the hell is going on right now? I'm in a different you ever been plane. In a chamber? Just... Nah. <clears throat> Doing the hypoxia test, man. Nah, I never done that. That's like a whole nother level of like stoned feeling. I, it's ridiculous. I couldn't figure out how to divide something. Like I don't remember what the hell it was, but I was doing like long division on the side, and it was mm. actually like, <clears throat> yeah. If you have ten twenty-five cent stamps, how many stamps do you have? That was the question. <laughs> and when I got done, I looked at my paper and I was like doing long division. Sitting there, you're like, you're like, damn, I gotta carry the one. <laughs> Oh, dude, it was rough. Oh, a couple God, of my squad God. leaders tried to outdo each other. Their eyes were all bloodshot. 
they couldn't stop geeking out laughing the whole time. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, man. Nah, the only thing I've had close to that was uh, scuba. And uh, we were down 100 feet when we were doing our, our open water cert. So you go down to 100 feet. And, um, dude, this, this chick we were diving with, this was in Hawaii. This chick we were diving with freaked the fuck out, like, bad. She freaked out bad. Like, she's ripping her mask off and, like, just... It was, I don't know. It, I mean, it was like, oh, hey, we're at 100 feet. Sweet. It's like, you know, that that's, for whatever reason, that's where, like, people's ears don't equalize. They start freaking out. Or, like, you know, you, you feel this euphoria when you hit 100, 100 feet below. But um, I didn't get none of that. But that girl, just watching her and, and watching the dive master try to, like, calm her down and then had to take her back up it was like oh shit i bet if chris um, christie panicked underwater people would think it's a manatee <laughs> and start throwing shit <laughs> damn son they like they like lower their props a little bit man it totally dumped that's a way for everybody <laughs> out harpoon that fucking thing sick <laughs> oh, i can't stand that fat fuck <laughs> he is miserable yeah. Oh man, dude, you're savage, bro. You so you're savage. Sassy with oh, the God. Sorry. Hey, you know it's all good, man. It, you know, every once in a while, we we gotta we gotta let that that wine drunk out. You know, for me, for me, that wine drunk sometimes, unfortunately, comes out as as a terrible bottle of Johnny Bootleg. But uh, if you've never experienced Johnny Bootlegger, by the way, you really don't know what you're missing. Um, such such wonderful flavors as as Alcatraz Apple, uh, Jailbreak Grape. It's uh, I'm telling you, it's it's it is it is an experience like none other. Um, you know, so it. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you've never if you've never experienced Johnny Bootlegger. It's a little uh, free pro bono advertising for the good people at the. Is that Johnny in the glass Bootlegger. bottles? That is in glass bottles. Yes, <laughs> I know yes. exactly little, what you're talking about. Little glass <laughs> bottles, you know, and you you can get them uh, at any seedy gas station near you. I'd imagine that'd take an extra sloppy breakfast from Waffle House to get that <laughs> fucking terrible hangover behind you. See, that's how they get you. You never, you you never cure the hangover from it. You just have to keep drinking <laughs> for the rest of your life. It never was stops. That that, was that that yes. lemonade shit that you gave me? Yes, yes, sir. That wasn't bad. You know, we sir. used to see guys drinking those when I was a firefighter. There, there was this cemetery, mm. and we called it the Cut, right? And there was a bunch of vagrants, just homeless dudes that lived there. And we'd walk by, you know, we get called out there once or twice a day for these drunks. And uh, they loved it. They thought the shit was hilarious. I'd ask them, I'd say, hey, you guys drinking your breakfast or what? And they'd all start fucking laughing because they were. Fucking 12 o'clock in the afternoon, they just woke <laughs> the motherfuckers, up. They, they're not, see, they, they never stopped drinking. Yeah. Man. They don't eat. Those, those are good people, guys. the Northlanders from the cut. Love those guys. Those guys. Yeah. Those, I saw a dude house, a, uh, he, he, he was a pro. He put a straw in a steel reserve tall boy this morning. He, I saw him crack the can as he rounded the corner. He walked half a city block and finished a, an ice cold steel reserve 
tall boy mm. with a from a straw. It's fifty degrees mm. out in the morning. The dude's wearing a trench coat. He must have just gone um, and he bought some new clothes. It. He don't feel. He don't feel feelings no more. He, he don't. No, nah, man, that dude probably cold. Don't matter to him, man. Yeah, that guy. He. Uh, no. I bet you he crushes four or five of those a day at least. I bet Chris Christie has no oh. feeling in his ankles because of the lack of the blood flow. Because he's so his blood sugar just through the fucking. Oh God! This is this is great. And where is pa Patriot Man? Right on cue. Patriot Man, right on cue, coming at us live from the great state of Chris Christie's obesity. Oh, shut the fuck up with that! Oh, right, that's not the intro you know, right now. You, you have no idea what the, the ambush that you just walked into, bro. Ah. Shit, I knew I should have checked my danger zones. God damn it. Uh, how are we doing tonight, boys? Danger zone. Everyone doing all right? Oh, we're doing good. It, this, is, this is Border Invasion Bonanza, which has totally been hijacked by the Risky Crisky Experience. The whiskey oh. Crisky wine mixer. The, the Risky Crisky wine mixer. And we are totally talking about Chris Christie. Yeah. Crispy Crispy on Chris Christie. He, 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 he tried to pull a Trump at the debate there with the Donald Duck comment. But see, here, here's the thing, man. And we all know this. Go back to high school. Y'all remember that nerdy kid in high school that like he tried to say, say, say stuff that was funny and just couldn't like he couldn't pull it yeah. off. And then he would think that one thing he'd like walk away. He'd think that one in his head. Oh, that, that was the best comeback ever. Like that's it. And he, he's gonna say it to you like two hours later. Like two hours later. Like nobody gives a fuck. They're already they everybody's already checked. They forgot. Yeah, they already moved on from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They already moved on. And he says it and it's lame as shit. And everybody just looks and they're like, What? That's exactly what Chris Christie did. Oh, hundred percent. He's exactly trying to he he's trying to recapture the magic he had in his first governor's run, which I talked about. Uh, I don't know, maybe a month and a half before <laughs> this on a, on a Sons of Liberty episode, where he was Trump before Trump was Trump. Where he every other time you see a politician, like if you think back to two thousand eight, McCain, the guy yeah. he's doing a town hall. The guy gets up, says some bad shit about Obama, and McCain's like, "Hey, no man, like you got to respect him." Blah blah blah. This that whatever. Like that was just what you did in town halls, right? He's doing a town hall, talking to just about issues and whatnot, and, and some teacher union motherfucker stands up and is like yelling at him about some shit, and he basically not only obliterates her and basically just tells her to sit the fuck down. And like, I again, I'm a politics guy. i never seen that happen in, in, in a town hall before. And so he was like the whole, I'm a clap back at you hard before Trump was doing that, obviously. And so then all of a sudden Trump takes it to 11 and it's just more boisterous. And so I think Christie in in this thing, he's trying to be like, all right, Trump's not on stage for these snarky remarks, you know, you know, uh, uh, corrupt Hillary and sleepy Biden. So he's trying to come up with the Donald Duck thing. He's trying to come up, capture that same kind of meme magic that Trump did in hopes that he is going to propel himself along. I also have a sneaking suspicion that he was guaranteed. Remember, he was the head of the RNC's uh, the Republican Governors Association, sorry, the RGA, um, for quite some time, I have a feeling that he was basically told, 
you're going to go in here like the attack dog. You're going to go after Trump. And then when all is said and done and whether or not he's a nominee or not, depending on what you what you can work in terms of attacking him, we have something sweetheart for you waiting. So that's my theory on it. And I think that was on full display last night with him trying to be like, yes, this is 2011 and I'm doing this in a campaign. Or no, he was sorry. He was 2009 and 2013. This was in 2009. He, he did the, the town hall thing. So I think that that's what he was going for. And I think that he's been guaranteed something win or lose no matter what happens in this election as an outcome for him being the attack dog against Trump. So that's just just knowing who he is and watching his politics for the years that 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 he's been in the state. Uh, and he was a very, you know, he was a good governor for the first four or five years. And then he became absolute dog shit. First four or five years, he, he did a really good job in New Jersey. Um and then he then he just sucked. So just just understanding where he's coming from and the kind of politics that he came from, that's my theory on why he's in the race and why he acted the way he did last night. Your take. Mr. Krisky, the gentleman from North Carolina, what is your rebuttal, sir? My thing is, and yeah, you, you pointed out history very well, and I the timing of the jokes is all off now. I've had so many fat jokes that I could have just put in there. He's not... Yeah, it's not a sweetheart deal. It's fucking something sweet. Yeah, you bet. It's a fucking piece of cake. It's something. He, he calls him Donald Duck because he sees duck is on the menu later. He's like, I'm fucking thinking about food already. But he's trying to be, he's trying to capitulate or cap. Excuse me, maybe not capitulate. Capitalize on how Trump was in the debates. Remember, and and you might be right because he was sort of like Trump before Trump. That, he, he absolutely was. My memory there, but he's. They saw how did Trump win the debate he like was making fun of these like their faces and so, literally he was making fun of their appearances oh yeah and it was oh, the best carly thing fiorino ever. he was like carly fiorino he was like look at her face who would vote for that it's amazing I mean, right he was right we were all it's, it's, it's what we all wanted to hear somebody it's what we would say Right? Yeah, we would say like, right now, if we were watching those debates on Sons, with having a Sons of Liberty, this is what we'd be fucking saying. Yeah, yeah. And the orange man's doing it. So I'm, we're like, it's a meme. He's, he's actually doing better. Yeah. Let's yeah. prop him up because yeah. this is a hilarious meme. Then he wins. And it's like, you know, I didn't think he did a bad job, to be honest. I don't like some of the stuff, but I yeah. would vote for him again. Yeah, I don't care at yeah. this point. I think he he's, has to he, win. He's Ryan the only viable like, there's, so, there's nobody. There, there was nobody on the Republican stage up there. That is going to be president. I don't care. Like Correct. People can say whatever they want. They can bitch. They can moan. They can whine. Throw their hands out. Of, oh, you say whatever the fuck you want. Like, it, it doesn't matter. The only then, reason they were able to talk about Trump like that is because he wasn't there. Imagine correct. And, and that, that's there. my point. Just roast him back to his fat, <laughs> obese face and just everything about him. And I, don't hate, I don't hate fat people. Like, I don't care. It's that guy. It's that one guy. But but that that that's my point is that's why he's in the race because notice he really he really didn't as you said Trump was on the stage just like ain't, ain't, nobody was spared when he was on stage. Who was Christie really going after? It was Trump cuz the establishment knows that no one on that stage can win. They know that. And so that's why that is a threat. Trump is an existential threat. Like 
2016 was an anomaly. 2024 is a fucking pattern. So that's why they're like, hey, look, Christy, man, you're not really going to you're not going to go all Trump on the people on the stage because we need these people to look good. But who's not on the stage to clap back? And if Trump was on the stage, he'd be like, hey, Christy, sit down a little bit. Sit down slowly so you don't cause an earthquake. But sit down, motherfucker, because I'm about to school you on how to insult people. One hundred percent. That's why he's going after Trump. He's not on stage and he's a direct threat to the establishment that allowed people like Christie to thrive. He's such a threat. Trump is such a threat to them. They will spend their whole time fighting like idiots on stage to talk about Trump. And yes. then Biden uses uh, supercuts of DeSantis talking about Trump for his own ads. Correct. Yep. It just goes to show. And where's the orange man? He's doing whatever the fuck he wants. He's being persecuted. He's being martyred. Right. Yep. Yep. It's yep. he. He almost doesn't even need to show his face. Like, let them continue to talk shit and then wait until it's just him and Robert L. Way or Peters or whatever the fuck his pseudonym is, right? And it's just yep. mano y mano and he destroys him. Correct. And people don't know what to do. It's going to be hilarious. Yep. I cannot wait for the jokes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And again, that's why it doesn't matter how he's polling. It doesn't matter how Chris he's polling. He's not in it to win it. He ain't. He's in it. To he's eat. in it. None of them are. <laughs> he is in it to None eat it, and he does quite well at that. He's in it to just be the person who just shits on Trump. Because then everyone else, everyone else on the thing gets, can, sm can smell like roses because maybe DeSantis won't use that language. And I like DeSantis. Don't get me wrong. I like DeSantis a lot. But but he he's not going to use the same language Christie's using. Nikki Haley, you know, she can go fucking... Uh, fuck her. That's I'll, I'll be nice and just say fuck her. She's not going to use that language. It's Christie's going to be the guy who has no chance of winning, who's able to have those sound bites against Trump, and it doesn't affect the other establishment candidates that are the favorite of the establishment who would potentially threaten Trump. That's I'm the only reason. Chris Christie representing New Jersey. Like what the fuck? Like I want to see a meatball. <laughs> Show me Schnooky. I want Jim Tan and laundry. That's what I want to no. deal with in New Jersey. I don't want to deal with this fat, <laughs> GTL, slob, baby. idiot white guy wearing. It's just too hey, much. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell y'all. There is somebody who is representing New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey's in and he is doing a damn fine job of it. And I will not have you besmirch his name. And that is the great Senator Bob Menendez. Oh, that Let motherfucker. Me Let me tell you. <laughs> he, he's doing exactly what he was elected back to. In the day. Yeah, let me tell you. Back he's, in the day, man, they I called him Golden Bobby. I'm telling you, Golden Boy Bobby, he was him and Joey Diaz were boys, man. They rolled around together. They were in Newark, man. They were a straight up menace. They, they go downtown and they called him Golden Boy Bobby, man. I'm telling you, and he was he was wild. And, and Joey said, "You you're gonna be somebody one day." I'm telling you, man. I gotta I I, I gotta get out of here. You you're gonna do something, Bobby. And he did it. Damn it, he did it. He went up he went up to the Senate. Look at what he did. Look at what he, they trying to keep him down, man. They're trying to Golden Boy Bobby, man. They're trying to keep him down. I'm telling you. Well, at least there's a dress code now. Up. As of well, he's. He's liked 14-year-olds since then and hasn't progressed. Did you see that idiot in the suit? Did you see what he looked like in the suit? Oh, Fetterman? <laughs> Fetterman? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fetterman's, Fetterman's double. God, God oh, damn, Risky. What bottle you been hitting tonight, brother? Dude, all of them. Okay. <laughs> My I never heard that laugh come from you. Yeah. He drank that rosé. 
Fetterman's, that's, that's Fetterman's double, man. He's, he's, that's, look, I'm telling you, they, that, if you look at the forehead structure, before, all right, so if, if you look at that, if you look at Fetterman, uh, creepy, no mustache Fetterman, and then you look at the Fetterman that, that rolled out oh, yeah. today wearing oh, yeah. sneakers, who the fuck wears sneakers in a suit? I mean, he, he all right, guy have y'all, y'all ever strokes. seen the movie? Did he? Did he? We don't, I mean, we really don't know. Do you, you, know, do you, you think he's know. got um like special monitors in his souls, like the the no. medical monitor? You think any of those no. rumors are true or no? You can, no. You put those. Why in would they put there? All I know about Fetterman is that I've seen him. I've seen what looks like three different people, and I'm and and, and I'm, I'm I'm quite certain that if I was to take all of the photos I've seen of him in the past three weeks or so, and his phone had a biometric unlock. I'm thinking some of those photos ain't, ain't gonna biometrically unlock his phone. Listen, I need to correct because you all, though. Fetterman was the doctor. This is Fetterman's monster. <laughs> I was gonna say, man, if if any of y'all have seen or remember The Devil's Rejects. Or uh, that's an older movie. Nah, nah the Devil's Reject. The Hills Have like, Eyes. House of a Thousand. <laughs> well, the hill, yeah, dude from the Hills Have Eyes too. Um, but uh, nah, nah, man. <laughs> no, not the not the Goonies. The dude from uh, from from House of a Thousand Corpses. They were they were calling him Tiny, the burn victim, and how he like lurches around. That's totally Fetterman, man. That's totally him. Like he's the same guy. Well, it's one of the same guys. Yeah, yeah, one of them. It's one. Like he yeah. he could have he could have totally been a stunt double or an extra. And if, I mean, that one picture where he's at whatever fucking clinic or outpatient deal that he's at, and his wife is there. That's not the same guy. Straight up, that is not the same person. The same I'm guy. sure his wife's super happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> is that really his wife? We'll never know. Dude, I don't know. All I know is that I saw that fucking goofball with the mustache, and I was like, well, fuck me. I got to grow a beard back. I can't be having a mustache with this. (laughs) Tom Tom Selleck's still rocking a mustache. I'm going back to the mustache soon. Just y'all wait. Do it, dude. Well, anyone anyone who's going to be at the uh, Scout Recce course, I got all trimmed up. I don't look homeless anymore. uh, Oh, my God. You're kidding. I, well, no, I still got the beard, but it's not—it's not like the four-inch puffball around the, my bottom chin. It's—it's—it's it's, okay, it's actually hairless now. The beard's the only thing. I'm, you I'm growing my beard out again. So, are we going to get any work done, or we're going to get some work done? So, we've—we've okay. we've been dragging Republican. We got dragging Republican also rands on the docket, good sir. And that is what we've been doing for the past thirty minutes. That's true. That's, That's true. what we've been doing. But we'll shift gears. We'll shift. Let's talk about insert that meme when people say I'm a Republican, and then other people say I'm a Nazi or I'm like a leftist. It's like you don't know what the fuck we are around here. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm categorized. American. So, yeah. Uh, Awake know. with a pulse. And I've, I've had it. I've had it with them. I've had it. I've had a. You know, Democrats. Uh, Whatever, man. They they are They're, what they are. The Republicans but, are choke artists. They're too busy yeah. making money off of China. It's, yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Chris Christie it sold out this country to China or something. That's why he, he attacks Trump. 
Oh yeah. The oh, it'll yeah, be all you can eat wontons. Yeah, him and Kim Jong he's, um, um, yeah. So to answer your question earlier about uh well uh you begged a question a bit um why do the Republicans eat each other? They when when you get a uh, this was explained to me when I was in DC, when you get donated um money, you basically you know, you're kind of working for someone else at that point in time. But even, but if 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 you know if the Republicans donate money to this guy or that guy, um, you know it, you're kind of paid at that point to like be a winner, which would imply you have to you know attack your own to get on top of the hill. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to climb on top of your own. To, to Chris Christie will break all your bones to climb on top of you. He will crush your femurs into fucking powder. He. He read his uh, his his son foodie, man. He he's a big dude, man. He it, like, oof. the part of his body, the amorphous blob underneath his zipper area on his pants weighs more than both of my legs combined. <laughs> it's pop. That's I've, I've seen him in person. I was at um, I had done work at some point for uh, uh, a congressman in new jersey and uh got to see him in the flesh not too far away from me and he is quite the large man and he's only gotten bigger i just remember walking up and going <laughs> out of the corner out of the corner of my mouth to the chief of staff of the of the congressman at the time i was like god damn he looked at me he's just like uh-huh because i i didn't mean to say it and I was like, oh, that was really unprofessional of me. <laughs> the chief staff's just like, uh-huh. I was like, holy fuck. Dude's huge. And he's only got bears. gives me like Jerry Nadler vibes, but in like like in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, that that's accurate. That's pants, accurate. Just the disgusting <laughs> slob pants and like the fucking Fuda Fupa thing. The, the yeah. video of Nadler waddling off stage because he nice. shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless, dude. It's so Jerry Nadler eating at the same restaurants, man. They like they're always in buffets. They probably call together. each other up. Jerry Nadler's like, "Hey, Chris, where do you want to go eat tonight, Chris?" And he's like, well, "I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna, we can go down to the corner pizza shop. We can get a bear claw on the way." Uh, breathing all hard. He's like trying to Chris? put his on. He's breathing hard. <sighs> I don't like the guy, but the dude from Barstool Sports that owns it, that does the pizza things, I would love him to see Chris Christie Dave while he's Portnoy, tasting yeah. pizza and just roast him. That would be just such a good yeah, one. Yeah, Dave, Dave Portnoy would be have a fucking field day. It would be hilarious is what it would be. I don't even like Portnoy, but that would be Oh man, there's gold. So we we need to shift gears a little bit, man, because I think we got some more people we need to roast. These loser wine moms that are the border state governors, uh old Cagney and Lacey themselves, uh old uh, uh Lujan that's down there in New Mexico, uh Miss Miss Gun Control Mommy, uh with her with her fake ass hair looking like some skunk and died on the top of her head. She's got all the finest jewelry from Santa Fe on out there, right? She's she's still doing her thing, talking about she's gonna ban all the guns. I wanna I wanna revisit this because I, I don't think that we gave it its due uh Sons of Liberty 
roasting that it deserved. Okay, but we also have Katie Hobbs. We also have Katie Hobbs, who, who uh, of course, is the governor of Arizona. There's this, this weird dynamic that's happening in Arizona. I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, but the, you know, the election was highly, highly, highly contested there. Uh, you had Katie Hobbs, who was the secretary of state, who certified her own election. There was a lot of uh, fraudulent allegations and, and, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire of stuff that was coming out of Maricopa County. A handpicked left wing Democrat judge, of course, threw that suit out <clears throat> in the state court. And these are all facts, right? And so uh, when, you know, the, the left will be saying that they're fair and impartial, um, you know, they, they point that out and they're like, these, this, this court's uh, case, this lawsuit was thrown out by a judge. Yeah, but who was the judge? Uh, because we're really in those times where we have uh, a dual system of justice. We have a even really even more important. We have a dual system of civil courts which depending on what side of the politics you're on is a very serious problem right it's not fair and impartial and, and they are separate from the justice system by the way uh so with that said you know you've got katie hobbs who is the governor arizona does not have a lieutenant governor uh they do not have a a uh, second in command as most states do uh, so Arizona is is not necessarily unique, but there's only a few states that do not have lieutenant governors. Uh, she steps down. In case you missed this, uh, she stepped down. Katie Hobbs stepped down. And the power of the governorship, the gubernatorial office, was handed off to a Republican. Treasurer, right? The treasurer, the Arizona treasurer, Kimberly Yee, announced her brief tenure this is coming from uh folks news uh not fox news but folks news uh f-o-u-x um i i do not peruse fox news much anymore but when i was researching this story for tonight this was the most coherent article that i could find uh so anyhow uh arizona treasurer kimberly yee announced her brief tenure as acting governor saying that she is pleased to step in this role so as of this recording, she is uh, still the governor, uh, the acting governor, and uh, she is also the state treasurer, and she is a Republican. Now, you're probably thinking, well, all right, whatever, why is this significant? It's really, really notable because there were two people in Arizona's state government that are senior to her and would take the place of the governor in the event that there is a vacancy, uh, you have the attorney general and you have the secretary of state, which outrank the state treasurer. Those offices are filled. They have Democrats in them. They are, you know, um, all part and parcel, one big happy family, uh, along with Katie Hobbs. So that really begs the question, what the hell is going on here? Um, this is very, very interesting. Now, there were rumors three days ago that in Arizona, so a little bit of Arizona politics, there were rumors that there was an indictment that was coming down. Of course, the Arizona Senate is Republican dominated. 
There was uh, rumors that that this indictment was coming down, that they had all the evidence, that that there was the, that some things were coming down the pipe, and it was going to be bad. Um, <clears throat> originally, when I saw the story, and this story broke uh, earlier today, it was very early this morning. I think I saw it about the same time I saw some of the other stuff uh, that we've been talking about. Um. It, it's really fascinating because she said she's only going to be gone for like 24 hours or something. Well, it's been 24 hours uh, since the, the I saw it early this morning. I think the story might have broke yesterday afternoon or late last night. Um, but anyway, that, that being said, it's she's she's been gone. She's gone for a little bit longer than 24 hours. There's been people that I've been reading the the comments on this story and and some of the things that were being said on it on Twitter. And it's kind of fascinating. Um, You know, they're they're saying, oh, well, you know, maybe she's getting like something medical done or maybe she's got some sort of health emergency or whatever it is. Well, see, that story really doesn't hold a lot of uh, a lot of water with me because if it was any of those things, why not just say it? Um, you know, you certainly wouldn't be the first person in, you know, the, the history of politics in the United States to say, Hey, you know, I, I got to step away for a little bit. Something's going on. Hey, whatever it is, but you don't abdicate the, the office, uh, which is what happened here. Uh, this is what happened. She abdicated the office. And that transfer of power under normal circumstances would have went to someone who is outranking the state treasurer. And that didn't occur either. So something's up. Uh, something's up. The story, the, the rumors that were coming out about uh, indictments that were being handed down that, that were, were going to come out. These are pretty reliable rumors. Okay. Um, it is, you know, rumors and innuendo, and we don't run off of those. We don't make our judgments off of those. But there was one in particular that got uh, came across my desk, and it, you know, looked pretty legit from the person who sent it. Uh, so sent it uh, that is knows a little bit about the situation. Of course, I haven't heard anything else out of that. Um, you know, and, and maybe it's something, something benign. I don't know, but, uh, definitely Arizona is going to be something to pay attention to because of a lot of reasons. Uh, but this may very well be the start of something significantly bigger, uh, that we need to pay attention to. The fact that it is a border state is really critical, uh, right now, of course, New Mexico as well. The, the governor of New Mexico, um, I, I just, uh, that, that's the most cringeworthy human. I, I think that, that y'all could have elected. I mean, you did have Bill Richardson who was awful too. I remember him when I was out that way, but man, well, you really, you, you really, really got a good one this time. Boy, the, the great citizens of, of Santa Fe did y'all no favors in picking that lunatic uh, because she's not very smart. You know, she's definitely a wine mom. Uh, Katie Hobbs is definitely in that wine mom category too. Uh, but you know, ugh. uh, both of them just cringe worthy. Anyway, guys, what are your thoughts on all this? Your assessment of the situation. If, if you have one at all, um, you know, what say y'all?
I, uh, I'll start. <clears throat> I think, um, I th- man, if, if the numbers are higher and let's say, um, we could track that through, um, you know, if we see an increase in like fentanyl deaths and, uh, so unfortunately we'll have to play the waiting game on that, but we are kind of in a holding pattern since the, the border situation is, is like, so absolutely out of control. I know some, um, I know some, uh, some guys that wor- uh, work on the border in intelligence and they said it's like totally out of control and they're like, dude, we're trying our hardest, but, uh, you know, it's really just completely out of control. Um, and I believe him. I mean, these guys are pretty stressed out. Well, I believe the they, uh, they work, the reporting they work sex crimes. Oops, sorry, uh, cyber cyber sex crimes. Uh, didn't mean to interrupt you, Joe. Sorry. They work uh, in cyber sex <clears throat> crimes, so they like analyze phones and stuff when they find them. And uh, so these guys see some pretty rough stuff. These are good dudes. I've had some pretty serious conversations with them. Um, and man, they're really. I mean, they're trying their hardest. Uh, it's just too much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you pair that info with the info that, you know, folks are saying, Hey, um, there's some serious Chinese, Iranian and, uh, Russian special ops people coming across here when you got groups of young men, all dressed, almost the same, uh, in the same sort of physical shape, all traveling together. Um, this looks like a really bad scene about to unplay. It looks like Mongol Moon. I mean, I know we don't want to bring up the the, the sequel that <laughs> will never happen, but uh, <laughs> it, it's like Mongol Moon's uh, opening scene, right? So we got to get his ass. In yeah, here. we do. I know. I know. From 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 a political standpoint, <clears throat> it's interesting, right? Because right. If I'm not mistaken, the treasurer was like the only one out of that whole group who was running to win, right? Treasurer won, everyone else lost. And so you'd think there'd be some kind of um, vindictive nature in now I have this power. And 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 the treasurer went out of the way to say all these, these I think it was like 13 directors or 11 directors, something like that. I'm not going to put people in, right? I'm just the steward of this right now, which if this was 30 years ago, okay, that's just... You know, maybe it is, in fact, that she has a medical condition and she's trying to keep it quiet and the treasurer is not blowing up her spot and also being like, hey, I'm not going to just appoint people in your absence just because I can because you're dealing with something serious. I think back to uh, West Wing when when Bartlett had to step away was a different time, you know, in, 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 in that era of politics being the way politics were. But you would think that the treasure would be just a little bit peeved and predictive and maybe be like, no, I'm I'm going to do a couple things. So my theory, I think, lines up with yours, Scout, in that I think the treasurer knows there's some other shit coming down the pike. And is like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to play the whole I am just a steward of the seat. Because you figure if there is indictments being handed out at some point the treasury had to be looked at for whatever reason, whether it was a contract handed out or something. And I think that 
the treasurer could be sitting there going, well, I know it's about to come, so I'm just going to put on a public face of I'm a steward of the seat, and whenever Governor Hobbs comes back, I will yield power back to her, and yay, you know, this is how politics work. And then maybe there is something coming down the pike that she's like, I need to step out of the public spotlight because either I'm doing it as part of a plea deal or uh, I need to get my affairs in order because some shit's going to pop off. It, it was just very odd the way that the, the statement of the treasurer was worded is what I come back to. It was just so very specific. And, and, and like I said, a callback to a, a different time in politics that when I read it, I was like, that seems like there. it's like almost overly the top. Over, over the top of being nice, like overly nice in, in its wording and its professionalism. So I don't know. I, I had my little radar go up when I. I don't look at this stuff and formulate opinions most of the time. I just identify the patterns and the coincidences. And when I look at Arizona, <clears throat> two huge things keep coming up. One is the fraudulent election in which Katie Hobbs allegedly beat Kerry Lake. The second is the fact that it's a border state. And so much is happening right now based on our borders and lack thereof in the United States. Combine that with just the amount of traffic that we've seen coming over the borders recently. And it feels, and maybe it's just the way Twitter is, and maybe it's a few accounts are talking about it more, but I feel like we're talking more about the most the recent election more now than we have been in a while. We've also got the indictment, uh, or excuse me, the uh, impeachment inquiry going on right now, which no one is talking about. And also, they just let Israel. They just decided Biden did. All Israelis can come in the United States without a visa. And I'm not even. I don't even know what to make of that. Right. But it just seems like we're under full scale attack at our border and at our elections. And then out of nowhere. This lady gives it to somebody not in the line of succession immediately in the middle of the night. And even if it's it, the rumor is it's appendicitis. OK, then say it. But this doesn't add up. As uh, my father would say, I smell. Yeah, like like if, if it's appendicitis. OK, yeah. we all is get it. Appendicitis contagious. And does that mean that the lieutenant governor got it, too? I mean, I think you're, I'm, I'm, there was a, there was a joke. There was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I've been, you know, I'm back. Uh, yeah, I was, I was about to say risky. Oh, damn. Uh, no, but no, but, but I, I, th I think that, that to your, to your point, Joe, it's just come out and say, like, even I don't like the woman, but if she comes out and says, I'm going to be out for a few days, I have appendicitis. I'd be like, all right, well that fucking sucks. Like you're a piece yeah. of shit and I hate you, but. Also, like, get better. Like, it's appendicitis. I'm yeah, sure that's painful. It's a, it, it's a plausible explanation. Yeah. For, for Cover for action. Adaptation. Like, okay. You, you know, you don't, like, you can't, you can't just walk out on the job. You know, and, and even if you do, like, like, look at Biden. All right. So Biden is not fit to hold the office. He's not mentally fit to hold the office. Look at Fetterman. Fetterman's not mentally fit to hold the office. Like, I think this incarnation, like whatever this cartoon character we're looking at, I don't think that's the original Fetterman. Um, you know, whatever. It it don't look like him to me. I'm just saying it. it you know, you got to be an idiot to think that they wouldn't pull some shit like that. If you think that they're not going to try and pull some bullshit in people's faces like that, 
Like, oh, we've done it before. We've done it before. Don't don't think that it can't happen because we've done it before. We've done it over and over again. Woodrow Wilson was dead. Woodrow Wilson was brain dead. His wife was sitting there signing executive orders. He was brain dead. He was done. Right? He still he oh he's still legend. His wife was doing it. Right? His wife was doing it. FDR, FDR was in a wheelchair. They didn't want nobody to know, so they propped him up. Right? They made it, they made the man look like he was walking instead of just saying, "Hey, man, you know, like like and you know, FDR was what he was, right? He's a socialist, but um, you know, he he was he was America's fascist dictator, like for for a while. He is the reason that presidents have term limits, and rightfully so. Go look that up. All right, go look that up. Point is, though, is that there there is an explanation that is owed for all this, and none of the other facts that we're looking at here—the fact that. This wasn't handed off. This this officer, the governorship, wasn't wasn't handed off to anybody in her party that outranked the person from the other party that it was handed to. That doesn't really make sense. And and uh, Patriot Man, to your point regarding uh, this uh, Michelle Yee, who is uh, taking up the role as the governor. So kind of like like let's think about this. If if I were in that position, I would say, all right, you know, like I know that the whole uh, governor's appointments and and the offices and stuff like like the seats that are there. This has been a hot button issue in Arizona going back and forth since uh, Katie Hobbs took office. The Republicans have just been blocking everything. Very similar to what what goes on here in North Carolina. It's very, very similar. Like we've we've got uh, redistricting that is coming up because it always comes up in election years, and that's going to be a fight here, a big one. Uh, that was a big fight four years ago, and and so anyway, I'm getting a little off track. But the point is, is that she got told behind the scenes by whoever is is you know orchestrating this. I agree with you. They told her like, look, hey, you know this is what's coming down. This is what we're getting ready to do. And we don't want to screw this up, so we don't want to jump the gun. You're not going to appoint anybody. You're not going to fill these vacancies. You're not going to do any of that stuff. You are just going to maintain the course, right? You're basically a silent partner in this. You're you're, you're going to occupy the office. And and hey, cool, you know whatever, because the end goal here is getting Arizona straightened out, yep. so that when 2024 rolls around, yep. you know that we're going to get a fair election there, right? And, and it's all about optics, right? So remember, politics is all optics. So what happens, right? She signs this thing over to the treasurer, and all of a sudden the treasurer goes mad drunk with power and starts appointing people everywhere. Oh, my God, look at this. This was supposed to be a temporary thing, and and this, this, this extremist MAGA Republican who ran on the same ticket as Blake Masters and Kerry Lake uh, is, is just – undermining democracy she wasn't she wasn't elected to governor but she's doing all these appointees as a temporary appointed governor right that's the narrative so they're like hey don't do a fucking thing like shit's being handled that that's that's the angle i'm coming out of that exactly to your point scout is if she wanted to be if, if she knew that this was temporary and she they wanted to be a vindictive motherfucker 
point everything. Hey, man, I was governor. I don't know what the fuck you want from me. You know, hey, screw you. You stole the election from us? That's great. I just fucked up your plans. But it's not. It's the optics of it because that looks bad for those people. Uh, you're exactly right. No, I, I mean, you're, you're right on the money with that. Uh with with optics and how how it's looking um i am i'm very fascinated to see how this is is gonna go uh i really hope that the republicans don't choke on this one i don't think that they will it looks like um it looks like that there is a a bigger game at, at work here and uh i'm happy to see it man i'm really happp.y to see it finally fucking somebody's fighting back because it ain't happening at the national level it is not and, and if there's any state that it's going to happen in, it's that one, right? Like we we know it was stolen in several, in, you know, there's several states that are suspect, right? Michigan being one of them. You think fucking Whitmer is doing anything about it? No. You know, Nevada, there was some iffy shit there. You think anything? No. Arizona was the only place that really took the the the, the lawsuits and the recount and 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 looked at the evidence, and the legislature didn't give a fuck about. Oh well, you know what? For the sake of democracy, we're gonna accept. No, they're like, no, we're gonna fucking investigate this. And so they're they're the the legislature that's fighting back, and they have because they know they have the votes because because the the layout of of Arizona is the reason why they win state. It's just, it's just like it's just like Jersey. The reason they 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 win a statewide is because there's more Democrats than Republicans. But the reason why the legislature, and this is different from Jersey in a sense, the reason why the the, the, the legislature is red is because all of that is concentrated in a few districts. In, in New Jersey, a little bit different. We're not red, we're purple. And people don't believe that we're actually purple. We really are purple um, in, in a lot of the areas. But the problem is when it comes to statewide, all the population centers in these few districts dictate the votes that's what happens in arizona and so they're the only one who can really mount a, a fight against this because they know legislature wise in the legislative districts their constituents want them to fight so they're not worried about losing their seats if they take this inquiry in if they're not for them they're at least curious enough to say you know what i've lived in arizona a few years this fuckery always happens particularly in maricopa county so why don't you know what? Let's take a look at it. Let's figure this shit out. And so I think that's why Arizona is the one state this could happen in, simply because of the way the the the, the population density and and um, geographic locations of where the population densities are is 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 set up because. They don't have to worry about it. It's kind of the same as North Carolina, where you have the supermajority, but you know, statewide, you're always going to have competitive races because of places like Durham and and all the other pieces of shit, Raleigh, all that, all that shit. Yeah, it's similar to Arizona, but a little less. And and I'm not an expert on Arizona politics at all, so I don't pretend to be. But that's my read of it. Just looking at legislative maps, is that this is the state that could actually mount at least, even if the result was there was no election stolen. At least mount an a, a credible investigation that I would take whatever they came out with. I would take its face value. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be something. Um, you know, it, it it it's interesting to watch. You know, that's kind of my early take on things, and you know, we'll see how it plays out. But um, definitely, definitely fascinating. So I want to shift gears uh, just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this border invasion. Um, 
you know, that's been dominating the news cycle. That's been dominating uh, a lot of the, the social media content that, that's getting churned out out there. There's a lot of attention that's being paid to it. Um, <clears throat> you know, Golf 21 in the comments down there, all the Chacom dudes crossing the Del Rio sector uh, near the Morningstar Ranch. Yes, uh, that is correct. They, they're crossing in, in a lot of areas, though. That, that's not the only one. Uh, but near the Morningstar Ranch, yes. And uh, I wrote a piece a couple of years ago about the Morningstar Ranch. You need to look this place up. All right. And uh, got shared around, got got a lot of views to it, you know, sounding the alarm early. That information was passed to me by uh, a direct source that it was connected to a project that was down there. Um, he was asked to bid on it specifically. And so uh, when when I was running a class uh, for him and, and his folks, I got direct information. Okay, on Morningstar Ranch, what was going on there, who owned it, who was uh, requesting contracts for uh, infrastructure construction there uh, to include putting in runways. And these are huge. You know, this is huge. So if you go on AmericanPartisan.org and you look up Morningstar Ranch, you're going to see all of that. You can go back and, and you can review all of that. By the way, I just looked it up. June 15th, 2021. The title is called The Kinder Morgan Incident, Stealth Drones and China's Growing Threat on the Southern Border and Analysis by NC Scout. There you go. You know, two years ahead of the curve, uh, over two years ahead of the curve. And, you know, when when you go and, and you look at that and I, I mean, I got a little bit of pushback for that article. There were some people who oh, Chinese aren't going to do nothing. Yeah, well, you, you all of you look like a fucking bunch of retards now, don't you? Um, you know, don't don't throw stones at somebody that knows what he's talking about. All right. You know, and it's that Cassandra complex. You see things so far out that, you know, you think at the time, well, this this is inconceivable. And, you know, here we are two years down the road. Well, yeah, that's awful significant, isn't it? Uh, the Lord A. Sigant station. Boy, that's significant. I called that four years ago. Uh, four years ago. Actually, it might have been longer than that. It was 2018, right? It's five it was ago. five years. I was talking about it. Yeah, five years ago. I did the overlays on it, talked about what it was, talked about its history, talked about what they were going to use it for. Even, you know, pointed out exactly what everything was out there on that place. And then lo and behold, you know, over the summer, back in June, oh, China's occupying a place in Cuba. Oh, my God. Right. Because, you know, I, I called this out I, and I told you exactly what they were going to be doing there. All right. If you look at the rise of China in the Caribbean, I have all these people that they don't want to believe it, man. They don't want to believe it. They, they're smoking the hopium. They're, oh, that could never happen. China, but I watched this smart guy on YouTube. They're so smart. I watched him and he said that China was going to have a demographic collapse and they could never fight us. Yeah, bull fucking shit. All right, bull fucking shit. You never, 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 never underestimate an opponent who is out there saying that they're going to kill you. Never. Never. I mean, the fuck is wrong with you, man? Oh, we, we're so tough. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Have you looked at the military lately? Have you looked at the condition of the Navy lately? 
Have you looked at any of this stuff? Have you looked at the, the culture of the United States lately? Have you looked around? Do you really think that we can stomach a war against a nation that is unified in purpose on killing us, taking us out? I mean, come on, man. You know, and, and, and it, this, it, it drives me up a wall. Nobody's taking this seriously. Am I saying that, that they're going to win? No. But I am saying that it's probably going to be fought on American soil sooner rather than later. They're, they're setting the battlefield up now. I mean, this this what they're doing. If if you don't see it, then then I, I really don't know what else I can do to help you. But the Morning Star Ranch. Long story short, Chinese People's Liberation Army general in charge, general commanding of their logistics branch, owns the place. Huh? How about that? How about that? And installed not one but two heavy lift runways hmm pure well, coincidence sounds, yeah sounds a whole lot like an lsa to me and in case you don't speak gwat an lsa is a logistics support area all right so one of the big mega fobs like in iraq spiker or fob warrior or you know down in balad or like one of one of the huge mega fobs where like people don't even they, they're there they don't even realize they're at war no more when they're there right but anyway um yeah, it's it's that's what they're gearing up for. Okay, that's why he bought that. You don't think that he bought that? Oh, and here's something to put in your pipe and smoke. Your food. Do you know who owns and is heavily invested in a lot of the food companies? Stuff that is actually producing food in the United States is China. All right. Smithfield, which is huge here in North Carolina. It's it's. I don't remember where it ranked. Definitely in the top five. You want to know something of... crazy about food in China? They make 90% of the world's garlic. I did not know that. But anyway, Smithfield, though, Smithfield is, is the world's largest pork producer. They're one of the world's largest producers of food in general, but but they are the world's largest pork producer. China, okay, so you can say, well, China has a hard time feeding its own people. Well, that may or may not be true. How do you solve that? You send your people abroad. That's what you do. You don't keep them at home. You send them out. You send them somewhere else. Bro, you, you, you know, these people have got to snap out of this. This is the, this this stupidity that people are stuck in, man. It's on you. Like at this point, it's on you. And then you say, oh, well, China could, could never take the United States like as a whole. They don't have to. All right. They don't have to. All they have to do is just enough to destabilize the United States. And I would say that we're doing a pretty damn good job of destabilizing ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's not going to take much more. It's like uh, we all learn in basic chemistry, right? When you add a catalyst to a reaction, it lowers the activation point of a reaction so yeah. you know if we were you know all kumbaya bullshit going on in the united states and china was trying to pull this shit right the activation energy for destabilization would be pretty fucking high right like we still got some common value this is all theoretical we got common values common belief system you know we still like trust each other and shit now we lower that because of the fuckery in our own country because of bad actors who 
whether they're acting out of self-interest, not necessarily aligned to a foreign interest, or they're acting on behalf of a foreign interest, right? We've already set the conditions. So it doesn't take that much more for a country like China to just tip the scales that little bit, or conversely, not even in a way to manipulate social or, or social views or political views, but that, you know, tensions are already high. We have our political head-to-head -head where now inflation's high because this side says this, this side says that, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, a couple pop shots at a few uh, substations by these guys coming across the border, and now all of a sudden the riots in Philadelphia look like a fucking picnic because there's chaos in the street. And so now all of a sudden we got to turn inward to look what are they going to do? They're going to exercise their stuff abroad as we're looking inward because we let these guys across the border near the Morningstar Ranch. So, Scout, that ties directly back into all of that in, in that they're, them alone, could they do it? Probably. But we are sure throwing them a fucking bone, helping them by, by destabilizing ourselves. Look at the benchmark. At the same time, we've, so got a bunch of, uh, we've got a bunch of Chinese troops massing in Fujian province, directly across from Taiwan Strait, and those Roro ships are headed that way. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. If you look at the the benchmarks to label it, right? If we were 10 years in the future, what is happening right now? We we had the coof and all that shit. And it's appearing <laughs> Like it was clearly something on purpose out of China. We owe China a lot of money. They have a lot of control here. They're buying up land like fucking crazy. We have, are being overrun at our borders. When we look back at this in the future, it'll probably be fairly obvious. But what I think it is, to a certain degree, is look at how we've done everyone dirty all over the globe. I don't even like saying that, but like, look, look at what we've done to destabilize other countries and why and what has happened afterward. We basically go there and we establish a central bank by overthrowing their government. And it looks like there's going to be a one world currency coming up soon. And it, I feel like we're getting played by our own playbook. And, and that has its own repercussions and other meanings associated <clears throat> with it. But... They brought in a bioweapon, destabilized us enough to where we'd fall for some bullshit and let them use emergency powers to overtake the elections and have a coup d'etat. And now they cannot let the right people or the people who should be in power get back in power. They cannot be held accountable. Uh, but for what? Right. All that for what? Right. For power and control over us. And, yeah. you know, all the details aside. It's going to be super obvious looking back on it, all the shit that took place. And we're, we're just sitting here and it's just happening. We're the, it's not only boiling, the froth is boiling over the, the pot now onto the stove. That's what's happening. And people are still like, ah, where's the evidence? <laughs> like Chris Christie. Where's the evidence? Yeah. Talk about roll bong, on, bong, roll bong. off. Uh, back to Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, man, uh, talking about the, you know, you're, you're, I think you're spot on, but, uh, with Brandon Johnson, 
you know, the, the mayor of Chicago saying, you know, hey, we'll just have state-run stores. I mean, this guy's a Marxist. This is plain and simple. But not only that, he's a stupid Marxist. He doesn't – it was like I was saying earlier today, man. These these people don't understand what it takes to actually manage anything. And the reason that these cities literally don't give shit about running their own tax base off is because everything is federally subsidized for them. So they think that their money is just growing on trees anyway. They don't care. Um, now, that's going to come back and bite them in the ass, especially when there's no more federal subsidies. And I think that that, that day is coming. Uh, that day is coming. When there's no U.S. dollar, when you know our debt comes home to roost, and, and I'm not saying the dollar is going to go away. It will always be there. You know, when well, the Weimar Republic, for example, the Deutschmark didn't go away. It was just worthless, right? It was just worthless, and it kept having correction after correction after correction. The dollar is going to do the same thing. Uh, that's that is where we're headed. You know, and I hate to say that because I don't like to think in those terms uh, of thinking that you know the hard times are ahead, but. The economics of the situation are are blatant. They're right there in your face. Um, there will be something else that rises up out of that. And at that time, what about your debt? Where's your debt going to go? You know, we, we, we owe that money to somebody, and you know, you could you could dig into who that is. Um, but you know, hey, it, there's something is significant about that. All right. And somebody's going to call that debt in at some point. And and when that happens, what's going to take its place? All right. Because that's that's what happens when you have, um, you know, the, the fall of empires. Another one will rise. All right. And, and I think that, uh, you know, in the in the coming 20 years afterwards, probably longer than that, there's there's going to be this this. Uh, crazy number of successive wars that come off of that. I don't think that any of the countries that, that comprise BRICS are capable of leading the world uh, singularly. China certainly. No, is. not at all. I, and I, I, I do agree with that one, uh, that, that they're not capable of doing that. Yeah, it, that that is. But they, they're they are also capable of taking us out. Uh, but they can't lead the world. India is going to be a big problem for them. Um, so they, they're... they're yeah. uh, they're only partnered out of convenience right now. Uh, Russia and China are only partnered out of convenience right now. And so that's going to kick off something. But, but at that point, you know, the United States is not going to be relevant. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to be a minor footnote and we're going to be dealing with, uh, a managed occupation force. You're going to see a lot of, uh, uh, of, of South Americans. I mean, ask yourself this, Ask yourself this. Why is it that they specifically named Venezuelans? The Biden administration did this. Why did they name yep. Venezuelans as having special exemption status? Did you think about that? Think about it. this is something that I was talking about five years ago, that the the security forces that they're going to stand up are going to be coming from South America. Your invading force is going to come from South America. Right. I've been talking about this for many, many years now. Where's it coming from? Okay. Did you see like who right now, this, this past week, it, you know, all, all the, the border invasion, all these people that are coming across the border, they, who, where are they coming from? Because there's one country that keeps getting mentioned 
in all of that. Yep. It's Venezuela. It's Venezuela. So I, I know there's hard times. There were really hard times a few years back in Venezuela. I get all that. But they still ain't in dire straits. Okay. I, I mean, they things turned around a little bit for them. So all these people are magically just saying they're going to up and leave Venezuela. And they're going to come to the United States. And, and they really took the long route to get there. Um, you know, Venezuela is not that far from Florida. And, uh, boy, they, they took the long way to get here, didn't they? Think about yeah, it. Yeah, it would have been a little shorter with that, uh, that, that uh, airstrip that's running north-south conveniently in Cuba. Yeah, right by the Lord A's Signals Intelligence Station. Think about that. Why is it that Venezuela is building 50 thousand 50,000 AK-103s a year. And they've been doing this since 2017. Yep. Right? It's one of the first, first big articles that blew up on AP. Yep. I remember writing it. I remember writing it. Hey, dude, you know, you, you start to put these, these pieces together when you see the big picture. Like, oh, shit. You know, that's priming the battle space. That's getting the weapons squared away for the battle space. That's that's getting your, your munitions lined up. And and I mean, these guys don't need to be kitted out like like they're they're door kickers in Baghdad, man. All they need is a couple of magazines and a rifle. You know, yep. you you don't you don't need you know, you don't need a whole lot. Uh especially in the early phases of, of, of what I think is coming down the pipe, man. You really don't need all that. They could have been you know, filling storage units with with seven six two by thirty nine. Yep. Right. I mean that that's Probably a simple happened. thing. I mean, and you and I spotted over a year ago uh, a group of men in Venezuelan army uniforms crossing the border. Right. We were sitting there. We were sitting there in the Irish pub that apparently is no longer Irish. Right. Uh, or a pub. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did that place become, man? That's that's a crime. It's, in and it's of just it's become just like some sort of every other little chain restaurant deal. That's it's just depressing. got a bunch of stupid stuff, not all the Irish stuff. Sad. That place was great, man. Like as far as I, Irish pubs go, that place was great. I think the Irish lady went across the street to the other one, so we'll we'll have to check that one out next time. We'll have to yeah. When I come back up there, we'll have to check that one out. She was cool. She was cool. But old Gates McFadden. Catherine. Young, Catherine. Young, oh, for the folks' sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, young Beverly Crusher over here. <laughs> yes. Her, yes. Her long jacket on. It's like, ah, young Beverly Crusher. Uh, uh, uh. But yeah, I mean, it, um, you know, anyway, while we're on the topic, I mean, yeah, we pointed it out a year ago. Those guys that were getting rolled up. It's, it's no new thing that drug mules that were coming across in Arizona and in New Mexico and into Texas were wearing like uh, mossy oak and, um, you know, because mossy oak, king's camo, uh, you know, real tree, all of these work actually really well in the desert, believe it or not. And, um, you know, that's not unusual to see that. But these guys were wearing vil- Venezuelan military uniforms. I mean, they, bro, they didn't just get that. Like they, they, they were all wearing them too. They didn't yeah, just. You, you pick can't those walk up into a surplus the- store and pick up a Ejercito Bolivarin uh, no. uniform. That's not happening. No, no. 
I mean, it, I'm telling you, it, it's ah, we're in some trouble, man. We are we 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 are in some trouble. But uh, Doc Venom Green Tips will make light work of their Chinesium armor. Uh, well, they got to be standing out there, and you have to be willing to. And at that point, there's 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 better rounds and there's better ways to aim, my man. Just saying, uh, just saying. So coming up on the ten minute mark, got ten minutes left on the clock, guys. What have you got going into the next week? Well, going into the next week, I'm leaving uh, the lovely state of uh, Michigan. Oh, and I'm required to say Gretchen Whitmer is a great woman. I'm required by law to say that, I believe. Um, I'm leaving the great state of Michigan and going to North Carolina because I heard there's a scout class. Oh, you're going to be there, Dolio. Oh. Scout recce. But listen, we're going to be on the same team this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call truce on this one. Yeah, yeah. But I'll bring whiskey, and it'll be a good time. Um, So that's pretty cool. And then uh, the week after that, the 14th and 15th, uh, if anyone's out traveling or lives in the area, I'll be in Camden, Tennessee at the uh, Self-Reliance Festival, running a booth there, selling some books. Good times. Damn right. I'll I'll do mine next because I'm going to keep it short. Uh, I'll be at the Scout and Recce course if uh, if anyone's going to be there. Um, definitely come, um, say hi to me. It'd be great to meet everyone. Um, use your, uh, everyone introduced me with their pen name cause I introduced them my pen name. Um, and then after that, I'm actually going to be doing a, um, I, this is kind of a big thing for me. I'm doing a nine mile ruck with a group of people from Jersey in, uh, Gettysburg. We're going to be rucking, uh, on the battlefield. So I'm quite excited for that. Um, I'm it's really going to be a test for myself. I'm going to load that bitch up. Um, not that this is probably heavy to a lot of people. And, and again, I live pretty frequently, but my cardio is not there. So I'm going to put about 45 pounds on me, see if I can do the nine miles. And, uh, and the whole time I'm going to be thinking about, you know, that conflict and, and, and the implications that it has and the storylines it has for what may be coming down the pipe. Hell yeah. Who's next? Madman, Magmatic, Magmatic popped in. Will not be at Scout, but I will be at Rec. Yeah, boy. Sweet. Sweet. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see you. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I might be able to swap out my assault pack for his. Oh yeah. Oh my Uh, god! Can we have a big cuddle sesh? Humping them heels, dog. Humping them heels. He's like, it's uphill in every direction. Meg, I, I don't want to take away from anyone else's time, but I was just talking about you tonight <laughs> to, to Katie. Because remember that night we were at the G camp and uh, you and I were quite toasty and you ended up making the most delicious sausage, <laughs> sausage gravy and biscuits. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. This does not <laughs> sound like a G-rated story. It was, it was good. It was fucking delicious, yeah. and I always use that as my gold standard for uh, for biscuits and gravy. So yeah, the reason I bring that up is because I had some this morning, and it just wasn't. I've never I, been to the I G camp, special sauce, but I want to ride my motorcycle up there when all you guys are there. I want to come by and say hi. I want to make Bro, gotta, a better biscuits and gravy 
than you because I'm a firefighter uh, and I can doubt. make gravy like nobody's business. Sausage time. I told Soon. you if you showed up, I will sing a song drinking whiskey with Risky Crisky. If you well, the best thing is we'll have time to do that because I will also see you at the Self Reliance Festival. I'll be there. Hell yeah. What? Hell yeah. What? And uh, then after that, I will be hanging out at a buffet trying to solicit Chris Christie for an interview. But you know how he is after he leaves. He doesn't really like talk and he gets kind of angry. He likes to lay down and sleep. Yeah. For Offer him a pork roll and cheese sandwich. Get- He'll calm right down. Bro, pork roll. Pork roll. I'm bringing some down with me. Don't worry. Hell yeah. That's that's pork roll. I'm telling you, that's one of the things. That, that's a New Jersey thing, but it, it's good. It was, uh, when I had it up there, man, I fell in love with it. Anyway, Mad Men Actual. You still in here, brother? Going once, going twice. Johnny Paratrooper. Oh, he, he dropped out too. <laughs> Both dropped out. They're showing up on my end here at the uh, the. Control. Well, ma- ma- well, Madman's here. He's muted. I don't see JP anymore. So. Okay. Well, yeah, they got a they got an early call tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries. No worries. So anyway, the few minutes left on the clock. Of course, Scout Course is coming up. Um, gonna be a heck of a good time, as as you can already hear. It's gonna be a star-studded affair. Uh, but uh, man, a, a whole hell of a lot of good learning is gonna be happening in that course. Is the premier small unit tactics course that is available to civilians, uh, bar none. There's there's a lot of other imitations that are popping up out huh. there, seemingly weekly now. But, uh, hey, you know what? They, they're just trying to imitate that success. Uh, train thousands of people now. There's going to be a bunch of alumni there that, that are um, just – you know, I always say this about the scout course. Um, the, the alumni are there as op four, you know, as, as targets, and they add to that, that incredible training experience. But they're also there to welcome you to the family, to the brotherhood. Um, you know, when you put on that Franco Tirador patch after the scout course, it's really something special, you know, because you earn that. Every student earns that uh, when they're there. And, and that, you know, Franco Tirador in, in Spanish means uh, sniper is, is a um, uh, one translation, but it also means a free soldier. And uh, I could go deeper into the, the significance of that patch, why we use that patch, and I do uh, in class. But, um, you know, it's it's different. It's not one that's available on, on the web store. It's not going to be. Those patches are earned, not bought. And um, they're there to welcome you into the brotherhood, you know, and, and it, that is literally what it is. And uh, it, it's really, really a special occasion. So with the scout course and, of course, the follow-on recce course that is coming up, I always love these. You know, we do them. Uh, I do those courses a couple of times a year here in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, once a year, sometimes twice out west. So it, it's, it's really a special thing to, uh, to get in on. Got a couple of spots left. I think I have one, literally one spot left for the scout course. And I have like two or three left for recce. 
And of course, you can register on that uh, for that on Brushbeater. And Scott, I'll, uh, let me take thirty seconds. I don't want anyone to feel in, intimidated coming to these courses because we—it's not expected that you come with a level of skill or anything. You could be a newbie. You could be a dude who is prior service. You know, dude who retired twenty years. The, 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 these courses are not for like the dudes who are like, oh, you know, I, I need to be some cool guy to come. Literally, anyone can come. And you're going to learn this stuff. You're going to take something out of it. And and some of the joy that I get as one of the out four guys is taking someone who is new and watching that training progression happen. I know Scout's going to echo this right now. It is watching that training progression happen. And so if you're on the fence about, well, you know what? I don't think I'm like this dude who could do it or this chick who could do it because we've had some chicks come in and slay and out slay oh, yeah. a lot of the dudes doing it. Oh, yeah. Just do it. Take the plunge. Dawn, take right? that leap of faith, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, yeah, Dawn. Getting, oh, fantastic! Yeah, oh my absolutely. god, she smoked it. She smoked it. You know, and 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 I've had I've had a lot of uh, incredible ladies that have come and taken the course too. You know, it, it's it, it's not an all guy affair. Uh, so you know, it, it, it's and and I've had uh, people bringing their their. Uh, uh, sons and daughters, um, you know, that, that were teenagers, you know, I would say probably 12 and up is 12 is probably the youngest that, that you really want to go. But, um, just because of the physical demands, but, uh, you know, heck of a good time. And, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. You're going to be in the company of some incredible Patriots and, and doing really, really awesome stuff. And uh, in a training environment that is unrivaled, right? Absolutely unrivaled. And so, you know, I, I uh, was I, I've been having a lot of conversations with uh, uh, certain special operations circles, and um, that, that are currently serving. And, and we'll just leave it at that. And it's kind of a serious note for a moment before we we punch out and talking about what we do because there's a lot of interest in, in uh, different things for uh, you know, what, what we offer in terms of the RTO course, signals, intelligence course, so on and so forth. And um, you know, talking about the scout course and, and having somebody that is a career special operator and a leader of special other of other special operators in, in a, a large scale capacity saying, wow, that that's, that's really, really incredible. That means a lot, but that's a validation for all of you out there. Uh, so anyhow, with that said, folks, last call for alcohol. God bless all of you. Thank you for being in here tonight. I know I had a heck of a good time, and I hope all of you did too. We're going to be talking to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout.